0: Hey guys, we're back again for another episode. So thanks for, for checking in, following along to our shenanigans and listening to us. I was going to say the name of our podcast, but we actually recently decided we we're going to change the name of the podcast. Um, we're not going to change it until January. So for right now, thanks for just listening to the annoying conversations of Brittany and Stephanie, where occasionally we'll have revelations and hope that something we talk about encourages you because that's fun.
1: And yes, that's the new name. <laughs> that is it. That's, the that's new it name. right there.
0: So make sure you take a nice big <laughs> inhale before you say, when people ask like, what are you listening to? What podcast are you listening to? You take an inhale and then just say everything that we ju- that I just said, because um, that's beautiful. So a couple of things really quick. Um, sorry for my voice sounding a little weird. Hopefully it gets a little better throughout the conversation. Uh, it's been a crazy week at work. Uh, I didn't think I was going to make it. <laughs> multiple times. Steph didn't think I was going to make it. I've been a little punchy the past 48 hours because um, there's just been a lot going on. But here we are. I had a glorious sleep last night after not having much sleep throughout the week and woke up and just said, wow, Jesus, the sun is shining outside and it looks windy. And Jesus just dropped in my spirit, community. And in our text episode, we're going to talk about community today, which was ironic or God-ordained, however you want to look at it, because she was also reading a book at the exact same time that was also at that point in time, she was reading about community. And so I feel like that's what we're going to talk about. Neither of us have community, but we're going to talk about it.
1: <laughs> I'm, Good I'm intro. just kidding. I'm Ooh. just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone in our communities is now like, wow, I thought I meant something important to her. <laughs> Clearly, I'm just, I'm just a piece of dust blowing in the wind. I'm wings. just kidding. I'm just
0: kidding. It just came, it, that just was a quick one lighter that came to mind and I thought it would be funny. I mean, it was for us, probably wasn't for you. So we are just going to talk Hilarious. about, <laughs> we are just going to talk about what we look for in community, how we find community, how we feel the church approaches community, and then potentially just some red blaringly large neon red warning signs to avoid when searching out community because those are out there too.
1: Wow. I didn't know we were going to talk about all of that, but okay. Hopefully we hit all these things that you Hopefully just Hopefully too, because I already forget them. <laughs> <laughs> so community. 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 <laughs> so... <laughs> no i'm just trying to i'm processing through everything you just said because i i didn't know which way we were going and now you told me what way we're going and we're going all the different all of them we're hitting all the points i will how about we just start with when you texted me so i've been reading this book on and off for a while i'm not gonna say the name of the church because we probably or the name of the book because it's a little controversial Okay. One of the words. Can you text me the name of the book? I
0: actually don't know the name of the book that you're that
1: you're reading. You
0: do. I already showed you. You did, but I couldn't see it when you sent (laughs) it. Like when you showed it to me at Marco Polo. I was like, I don't know what she's talking
1: about. So so as Brittany was texting me, I'm not gonna read the whole thing. As Brittany texted me about community, I was literally reading this part of a book. It's from This is like she's quoting somebody else. She's quoting Carolyn Cousis James Mm -hmm. in the book Half the Church. So I'm going to say that part. Um, The community of God's people should (laughs) be the epicenter of human flourishing where men and women are encouraged and supported in their efforts to develop and use the gifts God has given them wherever he stations them in the world. I was like literally reading that paragraph at when Brittany texted me. So I just find that funny. And like every chapter of this book that I've read today is talking about community and how important it is for people. So yeah, interesting.
0: I agree with that. I think the church should be the, the launch pad for success in relationships, success in careers, success in a lot of areas. Are you popping something? Sorry.
1: No, I just got distracted because there's a dog walking down the street, walking itself. Oh, Okay, well,
0: you know, have you ever thought about, this is just a random
1: tangent. And you know, normally, normally I'd be like, oh my God, there's a dog and I run outside and I try to feed it treats so that I can And keep then it, wonder why you know? the dog
0: doesn't come towards you because the dog is like, my owner taught me stranger danger. That happened once. Completely distracted.
1: I'm sorry. I think it's the I think it's the neighbor down the street. Right? Oh. I I think it's their I dog. I love
0: that we're There's
1: talking about the your dog. neighbor down the street who us talk right now on our podcast. <laughs> I love that. Look, we warned them in the beginning. You never know what you're gonna get. Welcome to the friendship. Of Brittany now, and Stephanie, is, where we get completely distracted.
0: That is so true. 90% of the time. Also, Steph. <laughs> There's this one time Steph decided she was going to foster a dog. And it did not go well. because she thought she, <laughs> she thought she had allergies. And she's like, I can't do this. And all she's wanted is a dog for like a year. Like, she's wanted a dog for so long. I thought long. I
1: was allergic to Turns the dog. Turns out she just it had COVID so for the second time.
0: <laughs> and so she she rehomed this dog. And she just had COVID. So, that's really sad.
1: But the dog the dog got a nice vacation for the weekend, not being in the headquarters, stuck in a kennel. Okay, I was going to say that. Got to, like, lay out on my couch, go for walks every and day. And the whole time
0: she's texting me, I think I'm allergic to dogs. What do I do? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I love dogs. But you dogs. know what? That... Something. That is a perfect segue to talk about community, though, because sometimes we want community so badly with certain people. And it's just bad for us. It's just bad. Like, we want community that looks a certain way, that is beautiful. We curate it on our Instagram feed or social media. And we have all these things we want to talk about. And it kills us on the inside because we'd be broke. We'd be doing stuff we don't even want to do. Having conversations with people we don't really want to be talking about, talking to or about. What? Because at the end of the day, we realize it's just bad.
1: <sighs> what, what a way right? to turn that conversation.
0: Around. <laughs> Thanks. Can you tell I work with teenagers? <laughs> they be throwing me. I call it the story clip. I tell people all the time. They're like, "Can I tell you a story?" And this goes for anybody. I used to say it to my friend Ashley at work all the time. Um, we used to work. We used to work for the same program and in the same, um, the same group of students very closely. And then she got promoted to a different position, and then I moved to a different area within the same program and department. But we used to say all the time, a kid would come down and be like, hey, miss, can we tell you guys a story? And we were like, sure, tell us a story. And they would start, we would think we would know where the story was going. And so we would be like en- engaged, but also being like, this is a little odd, a little strange. I don't know what's happening right now. And then they would just like throw this epic plot twist. And I be like, oh my gosh. You just threw me off the story cliff. I wasn't prepared for that. I'd be like, anyway, thanks for listening. No, come back. How do we get back to normalcy after this conversation that we just had with you? So I'm, I'm used to kind of helping get us back on track. Although I don't do it often for our podcast, but,
1: you know, it's just. You don't do it it's often. Our, it's
0: our talent. I do it at work.
1: <laughs> you do it at work because that's what you do. It's get one paid of the things I get paid to
0: do to know all the kids secrets
1: but anyway it's all good though so anyways community. I, I think that
0: that's the reality i used to always think and you and i had this conversation the other day of i used to always feel as though to a certain extent i didn't have community because it didn't look the way that everybody else's community looked like um and it didn't
1: Or the way that we think about it. I think a lot of times our perspective of what we think community is, like you were looking for something very specific to call community. I was.
0: I still think I I am looking for it, like that exact same thing. But I think I have, uh, I'm being realistic about it now. I think what I was looking for was an unrealistic expectation of just certain things. Like, at the end of the day, like I still do want though to get married again and to have maybe a family. Um, not sure how I feel about little gremlins yet, but like maybe. But like I want, I want to have like a friend group with that my spouse and I can be friends with, and then it's also another couple and then another couple that like holds each other accountable and then like maybe does vacations together, does mm-hmm. all those things. Um, that's something that I've wanted for a while um and it just didn't it wasn't a it wasn't an attainable reality when i was married the first time
1: i was going to say i remember you desiring that even when you were married like it's been a desire of yours for a while to have that group of people yes and i think that like my like when i think of community like in the bigger sense my first thought is like the tv show friends oh friends because like They're just always together. They're always hanging out. And, like, you think back to, like, college and high school. And most people have that one friend Mm -hmm. group that they, like, they stick with. And they're like, never will I leave you nor forsake you. I just, and I don't, like, I think that, like, I love the people that I've been friends with throughout my life. But I feel like I've always, I've never been that person that has one friend group. Yeah. I always have friends in all the different friend yeah. groups. So I think it's one of those things like that. I also desire, but it's definitely like the way that we like what it is that we're looking for. And then realizing we have community outside of what we think community Yes, is. And
0: I realized that I went to get coffee with a new friend. Um, her name is Liz. I absolutely love Liz. So I work in this, like, a weird environment at work. Like, I just have a very weird work environment where so much of what I do on a day-to-day basis plays out in front of a lot of people. Um, And just because of the dynamic of my life over the past few years, it's also played out very publicly in front of people. And so the the lack of privacy because of the job existed, but then the lack of privacy because of my circumstances kind of exasperated that. Um, And I really just kind of, like, retreated in terms of I want community, but I don't know what that looks like in a space where my life is being watched all the time in some capacity. And so it kind of just really just made me like, okay, well, I want community, but I don't want community here. Like I want to be able to leave here on any given day of the week or the weekend and then go find these people that I can hang out with and then just not talk to them for five days because work is absolute chaos, but then also hang out with them again on the weekend and everything is totally fine. Um, and realized how ridiculous and stupid that is, right? Like, that makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> how do people live lives like that? I don't know. But I've realized that one of the things is that, like, I have community and I have, I have people that I so beautifully, beautifully appreciate that have been relentless in pursuit of having friendship with me and developing friendship with me while I work out the kinks of um, I don't trust people. Um, which it's still there. Like, I still don't trust people a whole lot, but I'm getting better at that. But, like, I think think part of community is, like, it never goes away. They're just there. And so, like, Liz is one of those people. She was like, hey, do you want to get together? I was like, oh, sure, I'm free this weekend. Just kidding, I'm not free this weekend. Hey, you want to do this? Oh, I have COVID, so I can't leave my house for three weeks. But after that, and she's like, cool. And she, like, she wasn't annoyed or bothered by the fact that I just didn't have time. And it wasn't because I didn't want to get to know her Spend time with her. I genuinely just did not have time. Like, where was I going to make up the time from? Like, it just didn't exist. And I went out to coffee with her, and I was like, okay, in my mind, because I don't know how community works to a certain extent, right? In my mind, I was like, like coffee, <laughs> coffee's probably about like an hour. Um, it was brain anniversary every, every time, time right? Every it was brain anniversary. So like, brain anniversary is a day that I take off every year to commemorate the fact that I had brain surgery. I've also come to terms with the fact that just saying that in a sentence is wild. For the longest time, I was just like, oh, yeah, that happened. That's a wild statement to say. Um, But anyway, so I was off work that day. So I was like, cool, I'm going to go. We're going to go to a coffee at like 930. And we get there.
1: It was like 12 o'clock when I left, 1230. And I was like, that's not even, but that's not even like the worst it's been for you. No, like there was a time you went to breakfast with somebody at nine and you texted me at, like, 2 p.m. that you were leaving. And I was like, you had breakfast for five hours. Yes. Did you all have lunch before you left the well, restaurant? Because I mean, you might as well just order lunch, You know too. my personal
0: policy of, like, wherever I go, I order french fries. So, technically, yes, there was lunch involved in the breakfast in some capacity.
1: <laughs> but, like, it... I just need them to see that this is, like, a reoccurring is. thing in your life. That you just don't... You always... You still think, oh, coffee. An hour. I, but I didn't know like, I friendship isn't an hour building community doesn't I take know. just that one hour I, and I think that's what I realized. I didn't
0: realize how I didn't realize how much of what I was looking for was right there. I just had to let my guard down and allow myself to step into the safety that had, that existed.
1: And so I got there and I'm like, I think there was I think there was some bullying that went into that. I mean, there always is bullying
0: from you <laughs> that goes into anything that I'm like, I don't want to do this. And you're just like, do it. I don't know. I want to do this. Do it. Okay, fine. I was like, oh my gosh, it was like the best experience of my life. I had so much fun. <laughs> but I really did have a good time. And it wasn't what I realized like when I reflect back on that time. It's like, I, I, it wasn't, and this was like just a week ago. It wasn't like nothing special or magical happened in the sense of like, she didn't say something special, but I could just tell that like, there's safety here. There's safety here. Mm -hmm. And I think oftentimes we fail to realize and to acknowledge like our gut when our gut or the Holy Spirit is like, nah, this is not something's a little off kilter here. Like, let's not settle here. But because it looks the way we want it to look, because it's what we've always dreamed and imagined it to be, we settle and we say, this is actually what I'm going to do. I'm going to sit here because this is fun. This is what I want it to be. But then after a while, we start to realize that like we're unfulfilled and we're still searching for the thing we've always been searching for. And so we're surrounded by people, but we're still very lonely and we don't have that community. And so I think safety is a huge component of establishing community and being able to be vulnerable. I say all the time, I'm not vulnerable with people. I realize that that's a lie that I need to stop saying. I need to stop lying to people about that. I am vulnerable with people that I trust and feel safe with. To just a very few people. Listen, I can't help that.
1: <laughs> I can't. I can't help that. Okay. So I think, can you define community? Community? Like, how would how would you define community if someone asked you to define if, it? Okay. Honestly, how different our answers are. If someone are.
0: asked me to find, define community, I would probably say a safe environment where I can be the truest version of myself that also allows for there to be fun, but also accountability to have the hard conversations, And maybe we go on the occasional vacation together and we also celebrate our birthdays together. And they let me gift them stickers and all the weird things that I make while I'm figuring out how to do things <laughs> and they don't think that I'm weird or judge me for that. And in turn, if they have children, I love their children like they're my own little nieces and nephews. And love on their children just as much as I love on their parents. In my mind, that's what community looks like. That's a very detailed answer. That's actually what my community looks like currently.
1: <laughs> I I know because as you were talking, I was like, okay, she's talking about this person. Okay, she's talking about that person. Oh crap, she was talking about me in that moment. I've <laughs> realized
0: though, like most of the people that I enjoy like really deep, meaningful conversations with are married and have children, and and I. I went and visited one of my really good friends this past summer um, for a 4 weekend, and realized like how important it was to also like when you're friends with people that have kids or a family to also love on their people. It can't just be exclusively. I'm glad.
1: I'm glad you've learned that. I mean, I before I have children. I love to, Here's I the mean, thing. I feel like you you've loved my children. I, I don't even have kids. And you love my kids so much that's, already. That's 100% <laughs> true. 100% <laughs> truth. Right? The, I feel like that's not a thing you just now learned. I feel like that's a thing you always learned. I've, have, al- I've known. always known that. And
0: I, I do, okay, let me just clarify really quick. I don't know if children is something I want for myself, as in they reside under my roof with me permanently, with their germs and their neediness <laughs> and all of those things. Like, I don't know that that's something that I want for myself. However, I do love children. Like, that's not... And so I think oftentimes when I say, like, I don't know that I want children, people are like, you hate kids. I don't hate kids. I work with kids all of the time. All of my friends have kids. I have no problem with children. I just don't know if for me personally, mm-hmm. that's something that I want a part of my life. But I, I realize, I think there's oftentimes this disconnect of the impact that loving your best friend or loving you know, whoever, your community of girls or, you know, if you're a guy and you're listening, your community of guys, like loving those people, showing up for those people also means showing up for their kids. It means showing up for the soccer games. It means showing up for the recitals. It means showing up for all the things that they probably may not be that good at. But you still go to show support because by loving the kid, you're also loving the parent. And it just kind of develops a deeper relationship. And I and I realized that, like, I love it when You know, I go see my, like, I have a couple of friends who have kids and their kids think that I'm their friend. Like, they're just like, oh, okay, Britt's here. Hi, yes, I am here. (laughs) Love you to pieces. Came to spend time with your mom. Doesn't mean I don't love you still. Doesn't mean I don't want to spend time with you. I will spend time with you. Um, I'm not really your friend. But also, I guess if you think I'm your friend, cool, I guess. Like, I think there just has to be, there's no division or divide of I'm here solely for this person. And everybody else that comes with that person is a tag along.
1: Okay. So I'm going to flip that on you because I think that my definition of community is more like that moment. Um, Like for me, it's not like a safe environment. Like, like that's part of it, I guess. But for me, like community is more like people loving on people and just being there, like It sounds cheesy because I think churches have taken this as, like, a, like, to do life together, but I really think, like, community is people that you're doing life with. So, like, hey, I can't come hang out today because I got to clean my house. Like, and then all of a sudden your friends show up and clean your house with you because they're like, well, you got yard work to do. We'll just get it done and we'll help you do it. Like to me that's more community. So like when you say you're loving on their kids, like I remember being one of those kids. Like, cause I feel like my, the church that I grew up in, like one thing we did really well, they did really well was community, which kind of sucks as an adult because like there was always people at my soccer games. There was always people at my basketball games. Like, no matter what I was doing, people were showing up to support, like, and I, like, for me, it it wasn't like a, okay, so that's pastor so-and-so. Like, it was just like, no, this is their name. Like, we go to church together, but like, I could tell you, like, there's people that I have no family relation to them, but they've known me since I was like seven, And, like, I still, when I go home to visit family, I go do lunch with them. Or I go to their house and hang out for an afternoon. Like, to me, that's community. Like, people that, like, even you love them, they show up for you, you show up for them. Like... It's just that, like, let's really just do life together and not just say, "Hey, every Thursday we're going to meet from six thirty yeah. to 8.30.
0: No, yeah, I agree. I agree. I think that that I think for me, safety is so important
1: yeah. to feel. I I understand why you need to feel safe. Okay, good. But I think on the I think on the other side of that, like, there is I don't want to ever feel so safe. sorry. I just had a
0: memory and it made me laugh. <laughs>
1: okay i'm sorry Uh, i don't ever i don't ever want to feel so safe that like i feel safe because i don't think these people will tell me the truth like for me the biggest thing in community is like we're open and honest with each other about stuff and like you're gonna love me through thick or thin like that idea of like if i mess up you're going to call me out on it, but you're going to do it in a Mm -hmm. loving way, you know? I think, yes, I agree
0: with all of that. I agree with all of that. I think people oftentimes, though, I saw something on Instagram last night, early this morning, I can't remember, uh, but very recently in the last 24 hours, that said that there's a gentle way to speak the truth. Like speaking the truth doesn't have to be done harshly. And I think that that is so true. I think oftentimes people think, If I'm going to speak the truth and it's going to be uncomfortable, then I need to do so aggressively. And the reality is no, like that shouldn't be an aggressive thing. Unless somebody's about to run out in traffic and there's like, and you're just like, yo, don't do that. That's an aggressive (laughs) conversation. Like that's an aggressive, like yelling at them, trying to grab them and pull them back out so that, you know, they don't meet an untimely demise by running into traffic. Right. Like that's the reality of it. But if you just realize that someone's just like, their personality, or their their attitude, not the personality. Their attitude starting to change, and you're just like, hey, like when was the last time you you went and saw your therapist, or when was the last time like you spent time in the Word of God, or when was the last time that you just spent time just away from people for like a few hours to just kind of like decompress because you're 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 a little off kilter right now. Like
1: that's not doesn't have to be a or on the opposite harsh. end of that of hey, put down your yes. phone, Spend time with people. Yes. Because I think the biggest thing with me is, like, with community is community brings so much to life. Yes. Being in a season where I feel like I'm between communities and I'm trying to figure out what community looks like. I work from home. I live alone. You live like, by yourself? I— <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I got my plants that are still alive. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> But and that is what we are doing. now. never my, mind. Never mind. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. How I lost How's my thought. You distracted me. <laughs> <laughs> it was community? Um, yeah. What was I saying? I don't know because I just have the joke that I was going to say. You were listening.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you were saying as somebody who uh, is in between community, um, so who lives you, alone, works I, remotely. I, joined us a volleyball league where like, it never ends.
1: For me, exactly. Like I I'm right now I'm finding my community and playing mm-hmm. volleyball. Like because like I think community, people having other people in your life and allowing other people into your life brings so much joy and peace and laughter and happiness. Like it brings all of the things. Like when people tell me like, "Oh, I wish I had your life. I wish I could, you know, it must be so nice and quiet and peaceful. For me, like, peaceful is, like, kids laughing. Like, people laughing. People, like, just having fun. Like, peace to me is being in, like, a community of people I trust. Like, sitting in silence to me is not peaceful. (laughs) Like, and I think it's just the way that we view it. Like, people view things in different ways. But I think at the end of the day, the point of community is to, like, feel loved. It's one of those things that, like, I don't know. I think people just don't see the importance of community. Like, especially in this area. Like, being on the outskirts of D.C. where... Everyone commutes and people are like, oh, I've been out of my house since 5 a.m. And I just got home and it's 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. The last thing I want to do is talk to people. And it's like, but you're living such a lonely life. That's a lonely life. If your car goes out, do you have someone you can call? Like, to me, that's community. Aside from
0: AAA, I, like, do you have someone to call aside from AAA? As-
1: yes, like is there someone who will will be there for you when something happens unexpectedly? Like and I like last year when I got my gallbladder mm. out, like that yo. If y'all we we should talk about this another okay. time, but I I went to urgent care on my motorcycle because my car was in the shop and I was like my stomach feels like it's going to explode. I don't know what's happening. I need to go get some drugs. So I took my motorcycle in the rain.
0: Not medical care, guys. Did you notice care. she did not say, I need to go get medical care, right? <laughs> she did not say, I feel like I'm dying. I need to get medical care. She said, I feel like I'm dying. My stomach is going to explode. Let me go get something to make the pain stop so I can ignore this issue and pretend like there really isn't a problem, and I will go to the doctor in six months. Carry on.
1: That, that's
0: accurate. I like, I'm always telling you to go to the doctor, but, you know, whatever. It's okay. That is urgent care. Is no, it's doctors. not because you go to urgent care, they can't handle your issue. They send you to the emergency room.
1: Okay, that's what they did. But also, <laughs> I like, know. Not, they don't always they don't always send you to the emergency okay. room. The emergency room is like life or death, doctor. No, it's not. I just I just felt like my intestines were being ripped out. It wasn't that, that is serious. life or death. What? <laughs> Now you're starting to sound like me. Okay, so anyways, let's put the bullying aside. That wasn't bullying. That was accountability.
0: But it's my carry on.
1: So I went to I went to urgent care on my motorcycle. Sat for two hours because you know COVID. They make you stay outside in your car. So sat against the like storefront window of urgent care under. Definitely, this is the worst
0: story. I did not I'm
1: I'm no, trying to no, no. no, I'm getting through it quickly to get to that my to point say of community. I did not
0: know that you sat outside.
1: Yeah. You it was during like COVID was still No, a I thing. remember. I mean
0: COVID's still a thing. But yes, no, I remember what I remember <laughs> what you're I I remember the time but period. But they didn't
1: okay. I remember the time period. It just you glossed over that someone glossed over that fact at some point during the thing. Yeah. I mean at the point Stephanie having emergency surgery was The important fact that you had you were concerned about, yes. So, so me like sitting outside for two hours waiting for my appointment to get called. The woman, the doctor touches my stomach and says, Do you still have your gallbladder? And I was like, Is that a thing we just take out of people's bodies? (laughs) Like, I just figured my IBS was acting up again. I just don't have any of them drugs left because I don't have this issue since I moved to Virginia.
0: Like, <laughs> we can talk about that on another episode.
1: Be- <laughs> <laughs> like, so she like touches my stomach, says, "Yeah, no, it's not IBS. I'm pretty sure something's wrong with your gallbladder. You go straight to the emergency room. Don't stop. Don't eat food. Like, just go straight there." And so I was like, "All right, cool." Well, I'm I was on my bike. You know, so then I get back on my motorcycle. I'm still in pain. So every red light, I'm, like, healed over, holding my stomach. These poor people in the rain probably, like, what's wrong with this girl? In what the is rain. wrong with you crazy? Because at no point of this did I think, like, oh, I have people in my community. I could call them and ask them to take me. <laughs> still not the thought in my brain, mm-hmm. right? Get to the ER, find out, okay... Apparently, I need to have surgery. They don't have openings for a few days. So I opt to go home instead of stay in the hospital for who knows how many days waiting for surgery. They're like, yeah, that's cool. We don't want you to sit here waiting anyways. Just come back if it gets worse. Huh. So at that point, I'm like, all right, I'm not getting back on my motorcycle because I still feel like I'm yes. dying. And that's when I decided, let me call on these people that i kind of have community with (laughs) and that's how i did it so like that's when i think that was one of the very first times i called sierra and i was like yo can you do me a favor can you do me a favor i know that we don't really know each other but like you're the only person i can think of right now who's like not at work in dc um, <laughs> are you available to come pick me up from the emergency room? And she was like, Stephanie, what the hell is wrong with you? I like her. How'd you get there? I like her. She immediately went into that mode that every, I apparently just surround myself with people who are like, what's wrong with you? I like her. Um, I endorse. So she was like, how'd you get there? And I took, I was like, I took my motorcycle. She's like, wasn't it raining? Thank yeah, you, it was Sierra. Raining. Thank you, Sierra. <laughs> Thank you. So y'all, if, y'all, if you don't have community like that, you need to find community Absolutely. like that. And if you're, not, if you're not being community like that, freaking be community like that. Um, I ended up going. She took me home. She took me to get food because I was like, I am freaking starving. So she took me to the pharmacy. She took me to go get food. She paid for my food. Which, like, you don't need to do, but it just made me feel extra special. Um, (laughs) Got home, texted one of my coworkers, my old coworkers, because my motorcycle is at the emergency room.
0: Yeah, Um, in the rain.
1: I, I know, like, two people in the state of Virginia who have a motorcycle license. My coworker's husband is one of them. My ex-coworker's husband, I should say. Texted her, hadn't talked to her in months. And I was just like, hey, are you guys still in the area? And she was like, yeah, what's up? I was like, can you do me a favor? I need my motorcycle to come back to my house. Now, I didn't do that right away. Actually, I did that when I was at the hospital having the surgery. Because at the time, I was just like, screw it. I'll be fine. I'll just go get it in a few days. But then but then the pain got worse. So then I went back to the emergency room. So then I had emergency surgery. So then I was like, yeah, this ain't happening. So just all that to say, like, even if it's people that don't talk to you that often, like, you never know where your community gonna come from. Because homegirl Sandy showed up for me. Her husband came. They went, they came to the ER, got my motorcycle key, took my motorcycle home, came into my house, put everything away, locked up my house, and went home. And then when I came home from the hospital, she showed up with food. We need people like that in our life. We need people like that. We need people like that. Everybody needs people like that. And you should be one of those people.
0: Liz was that person when I had COVID. She texted me like twice a week. What do you need? Do you need anything? What do you need? Do you need anything?
1: I appreciate people who do that for you. Because you are so as much as you desire community, it is so hard for you to let people be that community for you. I mean, I feel um, like I talked about that in therapy, so I'm getting better at
0: it, but thank you, <laughs> <laughs> no, but also but like, you're not wrong i
1: just <laughs> i just I feel like that there, there's so many times where you have been like, "I just really want community I just I gotta find my community that's I just gotta find my people." And, and all the time you have people going, how can we help you? What can we do for you? And you're like, ain't nothing to do now, as you're like ordering your groceries for in delivery. My, in <laughs> my
0: defense, in my defense, there wasn't anything that I needed. Everything that I ordered from the grocery store was what I wanted. I didn't need it. I had food. Did I want to make chili because I saw TikTok about it? And I was like, yeah, okay, well. yeah, it is. But I didn't need, I didn't need that. Like I didn't, I didn't need it. I, it is hard for me to accept help. It is very which hard is, for you.
1: To, which is which is weird because
0: I. It's good that you're getting I love helping people. Like that is like my thing. I what know. you need something? You need somebody to watch your kids? Send your kids over to my house. I don't know what we're gonna do because my house isn't child friendly. But send them, send them over. Everything can be replaced your if we break it. It is not toddler friendly. It's at not. All. But everything you own can be a toy for a kid. It's fine, including my impressive pop Funko collection. Like, that is a. Those are toys. <laughs> But they're on both yes.
1: Even like your coffee table is just that that weird shape. It gives them like they I forget who was at your house, but some kid was like sitting on the corner. Aww, you know, it, my
0: buddy. Just, I like, love him. And
1: it just reminds me of like a teeter totter thing. What are they called? Are they called teeter totters?
0: <laughs> yeah, those things.
1: <laughs> That's cool. I don't know. Is it called a teeter totter? I've,
0: I've never heard that before, but it's okay. Okay. Do you remember that time so, though?
1: So let's talk about the church being community okay. next. After you tell me this story, because we're like going off on so Do many trips. remember that time, <laughs> where I was trying
0: to explain an envelope to you, and I did a whole bunch of weird hand movements.
1: <laughs> you mean like you're saying thirty minutes saying ago? You saying teeter
0: totter just made me think of that. <laughs> All right, that's like our church. Before
1: we started recording,
0: church is, church bothers me. Let me tell you. Let me take that back. 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 Church people- You should take that back. ...who don't love God bother me. That's what really bothers me.
1: Church, church people who don't live their life for God. That's also I a think subcategory, that people too. Can, I, feel like people, I feel like people have pulled the love, love, you love God. People say that all the time, that they love God. Yeah. People say it all the time. People are like, Yeah, I love God. I love Jesus. People also okay, well, how? say
0: they love things that they really don't love. Like I think I think love has become love has become just like the okay. It's gonna take me a little second, but get here to track with me for a second. Okay. Back in our parents <laughs> generation, a high school diploma was just starting to be phased out as enough to get a job. And then it became a bachelor's degree. So then a bachelor's degree was enough to give you access to whatever your heart desired and dreamed of in the world. Now, for our generation, that's no longer the case. You now need a master's degree to be able to have your heart's hopes and dreams. And then eventually it'll kind of c- continue to elevate up until we... I
1: don't even feel like that's a thing, Until we though. kick it back down. I feel, like, I feel like sometimes a master's degree ain't even enough. In some, yeah, in some cases, like it's starting to become that way.
0: Until we hit a point in life where we realize that people can't afford to go to college... People can't afford to do these things. And so then we'll bump it right back down. Like it's just this constant cycle.
1: Or the fact that there's like these other things that you don't need a college right. degree. Like at trades, for. you know,
0: different things. Yeah. Right. So there's a lot of different things and elements. Right. So like, likewise, I think people have said, oh, my gosh, I like this so much that the elevation and evolution of the word like is now love. And so I think a lot of times, not in all areas, but I think mm-hmm. a lot of times people say, like, I love something and really it just equates to I like it. And so I think there are, there's a group of people and not like a specific group of people, right? Like I'm not thinking of anybody in my mind, but I'm just saying like, there's people that are just like, I like God, but they're saying, I love God. And really, they just like God. You don't know God. You don't know God. It bothers me more than ever when people start gossiping about my God. Don't be. My mans did not say that. He didn't. He didn't say that. He didn't say treat people. And here we he go. didn't say treat people like that. <laughs> he didn't say speak to people like that. He didn't say ignore people like that. And y'all are here talking about something. I love God. But then you're also just not being kind to people. You're not helping meet people's needs. And it bothers me so much. Gossip about what's happening on a reality TV if you want to, but don't gossip about God talking about I love him so I can say this. No, you can't. Sit down. He's asking you to take all the seats and sit down and stop speaking about him like this because that's not him.
1: I'm sorry. No, it's all good. I knew you had to I get did, that it, out. Because, because you do, you get on this tangent every once in a while, and I love it, it every time. It, it never gets old me. for like, me. The Bible clearly says it, it
0: makes sense. The Bible clearly says what God is about. He's about love. So, regardless of where you stand on the big major issues right now, that's so. That's circulating in our society, whether it's pro-life or pro-choice, whether it's being um, inclusive and and welcoming to an environment of equality. It doesn't matter where you stand because at the end of the day, God says love people. So it doesn't matter if somebody has had multiple abortions or they've had zero abortions. They still deserve the same amount of love. They still deserve the same community, they still deserve the same amount of grace. It doesn't matter if someone is transgender or homosexual or bisexual or whatever, they still deserve the same amount of love and the same amount of grace and the same amount of community. And we cannot say that we love God and not love on those people because we don't agree with their life choices. That's their choice and their business, but we love them regardless. They ain't inviting you to their bedrooms while they do what they do. They're not inviting you to these wild, crazy parties that they may or may not be attending or throwing. They're not inviting you to... I was going to say something. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for telling me to stop saying that because that was going to be wild.
1: But like, they're, they're not
0: inviting you to participate in some capacity to the most painful and vulnerable parts of their lives. But that doesn't mean that we still can't sit at a table and break bread with them. It doesn't mean that we they still don't deserve love and kindness. Where and do we feel, get that but from? But I think
1: on top of that... On top of that, like, I think a lot of people say, well, I'm loving you by telling you the truth. Yes. No,
0: that's not you. were People use but that no. as a caveat to be me.
1: Where in the Bible does it tell us to convict other people? Ain't nobody convicting anyone to change their heart other than the Holy Spirit. So, like, we love them. And that opens the door for the Holy Spirit to work in their life. For them to feel convicted about whatever it is. But it's never on us to be like, yo, shame is you. Nope.
0: It is not our responsibility to get somebody to the point. And I, I hate that shame is a thing, right? But I feel oftentimes like we try to shame people into making better choices. Listen, it's not my job to do that as a Christian, as a woman, as a contributing member to society. It is not my job to make you feel bad about anything. Do you feel bad? Well, let's have a conversation about it because you
1: shouldn't. And our job, our goal, our goal should not be behavior modification. No, who wants to do that? Like at the end of the, and I think that's the thing is like shame is shame, like using shame like that is is trying to get us someone to change our behavior. Because realistically, all as Christians, we still out here sinning in Ain't the we? streets. I mean, I'm not like, I don't leave my house. I mean, I'm not. I've, I'll be the first to say, like I'll be out here sinning. I was gonna say, I, I, like, and it don't matter. Like you could just be angry. Like, no, that's not true. Let me Jesus coming made. I'm just gonna say, Jesus made a whole other thing. We're sinning. Like, I, I would love to meet a person who's like, I did not sin today. No, that's great. what I was gonna say.
0: I'm not out here in these streets, but let me tell you, my mouth be out of control sometimes. And listen, that in of itself, that
1: is that is accurate. In <laughs> and
0: of itself, is a sin. Because let me tell you. Once this motor starts going. I, just, I think that
1: we got to stop coming to people with the idea of we've got this figured out. We no longer struggle with sin. Let me take the speck out of your eye. Well, I got the plank in my eye kind mm-hmm. of thing. And just do what we're supposed to do and love people. And that's, that is that is the reality. And that would naturally create a community where everybody feels loved everyone feels connected everyone feels a part of something
0: and i think it's okay to say i don't agree with somebody's choices but i'm gonna love you anyway what i love for the people look
1: i do that all the time
0: what i love for the you you do you might need to stop just a little bit but what Uh. i what i love for the people in my life that aren't walking closely with god to have a dramatic encounter with God that drastically and radically changes and transforms their life? Yes, I would, hands down, because I want them to know the peace that comes with that. I want them to know the freedom that exists with that. And I want them to be able to experience the healing that you can only have and comes from sitting at the foot of the the foot of the cross, right? I want them to be able to do that. However, if they're choosing not to, I'm not going to be like, well, I can't love you then. If you don't fall in love with my Jesus, I can't love you. Who does that? See, <laughs> that's uh, listen. <laughs> I there mean, might be things I can't hang out the with way you. I with.
1: think about I, can't, that. I might
0: not be able to do certain things with you because I might not agree with it, and then it just might not be good for me to be among certain things, like around certain spaces and different things. But that's just me. Doesn't mean I still can't love you or not. But like, who's out here just being like, "Oh, I can't love you because you don't love God." What is wrong with you? Can you go love God? Can you go figure out who He is and figure your life out? I'm sorry. I'm done. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're you're on a whole thing right now. I I just woke up. It's 11.14 a.m. on a Saturday, and I just woke up for the day. Hi, guys. Good morning, everybody. Good morning.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. I just, I find it funny because in the last few months, I have been uh, church shopping, and my biggest thing is trying to find community, um, which clearly I have found in volleyball for now. Um, but it's fine. Volleyball is ending in it December. It makes sense that you found community have to...
0: volleyball because you spend a million and one hours there in a two day period.
1: Exactly. You're doing so... life with people. So you get to know people. But I think it like, I think that we as Christians often over evangelize instead of just focusing on loving people in our everyday life. And I mean, we preach this all the time. You hear it from the pulpit all the time that like God has put you in environments and situations to reach people that other people cannot reach. But yet so many times our evangelism and our outreach focuses on going to people that we never would have interacted with otherwise you see the church going to the low-income neighborhoods you see the church going to the homeless shelters and all that's great and all that's important but what would what would it look like if instead of doing that we put money into where other people are going so if you look and say okay a lot of our church lives or like okay we have four church members who live in the same neighborhood let's throw a party in that neighborhood and let help them reach their neighbors. What would it look like? Take instead of like creating these times where it's just like, you know what we have, Hey, my neighbor has a need. Uh, They just went through a struggle, like blah, blah, blah. I want to do something to help. Let's grab some people from the church and just go take care of all their Mm -hmm. long care for them. The church would be so much more effective if we, If we created relationships with our neighbors, if we created relationships with our coworkers, like I can't tell you how many times that like being in the government world where I'm at now. And even honestly, before that, like when I worked at a call center, like I met people that I never would have otherwise met outside of work, Mm -hmm. but through work, I was able to speak into their life. Through work, through making a connection, through just being people at a friendship level, like where I've had people tell me like, yo, when we showed up and you showed up in the class and sat next to me, I was 100 percent ready to move my seat because I saw you had a cross necklace on and I don't I don't do Christians very well. So Christians just don't like me because I'm out. I'm gay. I'm married to my wife. I was ready to move because I knew it was going to cause an issue, but like you've done nothing but love me and, and I don't know how to I don't know how to respond to this. And like you're one of my closest friends, like I just I don't understand. And this was like somebody that like I would hang out with her and her wife on a Saturday after spending 40 hours a week with this lady. And she would, and I was the one that she called to be like, hey, we're going to do this tomorrow. Do you want to come with us? I would just like to say that
0: shame on us for Christians, for ruining, for 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 creating another barrier for people to come to know God. Shame on us. That, that should sit with us.
1: It's, that's all it that is. That should sit yeah. with us for a
0: while. Like there are some things that I think that, you know, people make poor choices and, and, you know, don't carry the weight of that. Don't sit with that. It happened. Forgive yourself. You did the best that you knew at that time with the knowledge you knew about yourself and about life and about the world. But 20 years later, don't look back and say, I regret that I did that because you didn't know any different. You didn't know any better with some things, some things yep. you do know better. And you're like, well, I mean, <laughs> you shouldn't have done that because you knew the reality. Right. But there's, there's a lot of things where it's just like, you just didn't know better. Like, older you has to look back and forgive younger you, and that's okay. Like, that's the reality. But we need to sit with the weight of the fact that how we treat people is creating another barrier. Like, we're saying we're doing this because it's the love of God. We're doing this because of this. But reality is you're playing right into the hands of the enemy who's saying, I don't want this person to ever get to know God. I don't want this person to ever get to experience kindness because that's one less powerful person that would be able to disrupt the things that need to be disrupted and to break the things that need to be broken. And so like, how dare you shame on you sit with that.
1: Well, and I think a lot of that though, is also like the idea of spiritual maturity and maturity in general, like, because I think that there has been such a focus in the Christian in the, in the American Christian church, that the goal is to get you as a sinner, as someone who's not in the church, to pray the sinner's prayer. Like, I want you to pray the prayer so you ain't going to hell. And then that's the end of it. Like, our goal as a church, our goal as a Christian should not be that. Our goal is to make disciples. Our goal is to love people. Love people! people. Like and when you love people you end up making disciples but i think so many times the american church has just said all right our goal is to get you to this part and then we're just going to let it jesus take it right. from there so there's not there's nobody stepping up to say this is what you do and do not do like let's wrestle through this as god starts speaking to you as you learn the voice of god and you learn to listen to the holy spirit in your life How do we guide new believers? How do we guide people who have said yes to Jesus into becoming people who aren't just like, hey, you celebrate Halloween, you're going to hell? Because realistically, that's like, I grew up thinking that five-year-old Stephanie was out there telling all her kids and her friends in kindergarten, you celebrate Halloween, you're going to hell. Because that's what I was told.
0: <laughs> the eternity of your entire life at 5 years old rests on the fact that you want to dress up like a unicorn and collect candy.
1: But but if you think about it in the sense of okay, that is childlike faith. I'm just believing what I'm told to believe. And then you you take someone and you flip the script when they're an adult. Childlike. I think that's childlike. You religion. have to remember you have to remember that like that well yes, at the end of the day it's all It goes back to it's a religion and not a relationship at that point. But that's the thing is if God doesn't want religion, he wants our relationship. Why are we trying to get people without having a relationship with them? God wants your heart, man. He don't want your actions. He don't want your money. Like I think it just goes back to we need to not just create converts, but we need to have that relationship and establish that rapport where it's a growing relationship. The same way that people do in a business setting. Like, if you have a mentor, you don't just get them to that level and then you're like, all right, cool, you made the goal, you got the job, bye. Because then you're saying, okay, now I got to teach you how to do the job. I got to show you how to grow. I need to show you new skills, new, like, that's what our life is like. We should always be growing. That is true. Your face looked like you were very deep in the thought. Like, oh my God, that's No, wild.
0: like I'm just, I'm processing through though, like how I think a lot of it just depends, like not a lot of it depends. A lot of it originates from just how we were raised, right? Like we're raised with this set of mentality yeah. and beliefs. And that either does one or two things that either catapults us into wanting to have an established relationship because of what we have seen and what we have sp- experienced and what was role modeled for us. Or we say, Based off what we've seen and what, we, what it's been role modeled for, us, I don't want nothing to do with that. And so I'm going to do the opposite.
1: But I think that's it. It's the very, it's the extreme yes. end. And can we just
0: say, this is going to be the last thing that I say. Um, I mean, not the last thing I say on this episode. Unless, I was like, and, really? Unless is we get to wrap <laughs> up, I don't know. But i want to just say, like, can we stop? I've been seeing this on, on the, um, the, the interwebs and the internets, right? Like all the internets that are, exist and the apps. This thing, can we stop? Like, I need people just to be secure in saying God. Don't say divine powers. Don't say the energies. Mm. Don't say the spiritual realm. It is God. I need us to be at a point to say God. And I think we just get so caught up on like, I believe in a higher power. Is that, who do you believe in? God? Because at the end Look, of the day, you
1: believe in a high power. You ain't got no power. At the end of the
0: day, you say higher power. The wind at times when hurricanes and tornadoes and things come through is a higher power than you are. Do you believe in that? And what does that do for you? Like saying higher power doesn't do anything to let me know where you stand. When people say that, I'm like, cool. So you're not a Christian. That's my only question. Like, you can believe in whatever you want to believe, but don't send your don't send your good vibes and well wishes to me, though, please.
1: Even if you believe in God, I think a lot of people believe in God, but they don't understand the role that he wants to play. I
0: told life. a coworker...
1: Like, and that's my struggle.
0: I told a coworker a week ago. We were having a conversation. They were frustrated about some things. It was a really good conversation. It was one of the first times that I've, like, shared bits and pieces of my story unsolicited without being poked and prodded or someone saying something reckless that caused me to just be like, well, let mm-hmm. me be sarcastic now and say something really petty to make you feel bad about what you said. And all inside, I'm laughing and giggling because now you're uncomfortable and I'm totally fine because it was my life. Right. And shared the, you know, the experience about, you know, I was once married, I'm no longer married and, and the why in between that and, and how that happened. Um, Not in detail, but just, you know, in just the reality. And he looked at me and he said, why'd you stay if that happened? Because we were talking about establishing community. Like, where's your people? You got to find people. You can't work in any environment without having some people that are there. And not just like, oh, yeah, this person's cool. Like, Mm -hmm. you need to have, like, find your people. Like, find some friends and find some people. And so... um,
1: People who could be there yes. for you. And so he
0: said, he said to me, like, why'd you stay? And I like I, in that moment, I had the choice to either say, you know, there were a lot of personal reasons that required like that, that prompted me to stay. But the reality is, no, Jesus told me to stay. And so I remember like looking at him and saying, I'm a Christian. God told me to stay. I didn't think homie knew what he was talking about, but he did. And I'm glad that I did. And I found community in the midst of walking through that very painful experience. Like And so I think we're oftentimes given this opportunity whether or not we can say who we are and what we believe in, but we shy away from that because we don't want to make people uncomfortable.
1: And in that moment, I was like, I you get uncomfortable
0: or not, it's my life. It's my belief at the end of the day.
1: But I think and I think that every time you've done that, like going back to like my my work situations before, it's like there's always <laughs> been opportunity to open always. up. And it's like, when you, when you develop that relationship, your words and your beliefs mean so much more to Mm -hmm. a person. And it's so much more believable when they're like, oh, I know you. And I've seen this play out. Like, compared to just being on the street with a sign that says, say yes to Jesus. No. You're going to I'm not saying yes to
0: Jesus. Listen, I drive past those signs and those people and I'm like, Stop it. He's not asking you to do this right now. Now, one person said Jesus did ask him to do it. And I asked him to tell me his story. And he did. And I said, then you may carry on. (laughs) <laughs> not like i'm an authority on anything but you because like he he had a, he had that. a re, like it was it was a deeply rooted and convicted reason as to why that was what he was doing and not just i'm doing it because i'm watching the news and people are being mean and people are being bad and they voted for somebody that's no, creating but, abortion law yeah. like you know what i mean like it was just like no stop telling people they're going to hell they don't love jesus because at the end of the day you don't know what they're living their life like they can make a
1: deathbed confession and it-
0: We'll see them in heaven, and you'll be like, "Oh,
1: are you done?" (laughs) (laughs) I just don't, I just, you know, don't want to start talking. Then you continue. Are you done? Sorry, I
0: don't know why I'm so fired up about this today.
1: (laughs) It's all good. I just think at the end of the day, like, if you like, I think it's gonna be uncomfortable. Like, if y'all love Jesus, if you want to live your life for Jesus, like, I think. There are times that he literally is showing you opportunities to share him. You just got to listen to that voice and do it. Sometimes it's like a straight up Holy Spirit moment. And you're like, without a doubt, I need to do this. I feel it in my spirit. And other times it's simple things like that, where it's just at the end of the day, the truth is God told me to stay and I'm going to be obedient and stay. And obedience sometimes is not fun and easy. But find you some community that will support you saying yes to Jesus. Amen. For me, that is the most important. Y'all, if your community is causing you to do, like, crazy things, like, and this is the part where I, like, when you look at different communities, there's community outside of the church. There is. If you, the best, I won't say the best, one of the best, like, things of community is gangs people who have no family they're looking for family they're looking for community they get invited into something where they feel loved they feel protected they feel cared for like if the church was like that now i don't think like you shouldn't have to get like beaten into the gang or beaten out of the gang die if you decide to leave that's at the extreme this is getting dicey (laughs) I'm, I'm just saying in the sense of, like, there, there is community that is going to pull you closer to God. And there is community that's going to pull you further from God. You have to be smart with who your community is and not just be like, I feel alone. I need community. So I'm just going to hang out with these people. Also, can I just say really quick? It's all you. Go for it. That's the last thing I'm going to say. A lot of people in gangs do have families. I know that. I was just trying to. Okay, you know, no, make that's a fine. Point. I
0: just, I just, that was just a, I just need to say that like, <laughs> um, Sorry.
1: The, but when but I, no,
0: you're right. It is. For, it is. It's the. It's oh. the wanting to belong to something that they know that without a shadow of a doubt that somebody has their back. That's different than what they're being told, and I,
1: I, I like that. I, I don't like gangs, but I like. Also, I like fun story. Fun story. When I was in high school, oh. there were some kids in my high school. You know, Water Town for the win. Um, <laughs> and by that she means for the created, loss. She means for the loss. They lost. They created. They created a gang called the Pink Flamingos. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it here. And it was like going around spray painting pink flamingos on random things. It was the funniest thing ever. And they thought they were so tough. It was hilarious. That's not a gang. That's juvenile delinquent type activity.
0: <laughs> Y'all just wanted to be graffiti artists. That's like a, what? I just
1: the. I don't know what made me think of Gangs or Bring It Up, but that conversation led to me thinking about the pink flamingos. So, Watertown people, if you know the pink flamingos... <laughs> Tell them to stop, because that's whack. I just want to know if, if y'all still exist. Not that any of you will be listening to this podcast. You never know I Don't say
0: that about people. People might. Maybe
1: in, like, 20 years, someone will be like, oh, hey. People might. You never know.
0: Okay, last thought on community. Last thought on community. (laughs) Go find yourself some. And sometimes community shows up in the most unexpected places. And just because it shows up in an unexpected place doesn't mean that it can't be there. I found community at work and I thought that I would never talk to the people I worked with ever again outside of professional means. And that's not the reality. And I'm a greater person for it. So shout out to Hillary, who was always texting me, asking me to hang out. And I was never hanging out. Um, Not because I didn't like her. I think she's really cool. I just, I wasn't there yet. I'm there now.
1: That's my girl. Way to stick through it, Hillary. <laughs> and I, was, I listen. I
0: wrote her, I never heard a note. Um, and gave her a gift last week. Um, and it literally said, "In it, like, thank you for being patient while I figured out my trust issues in my life, and not giving up on me. I appreciate it because I, and I really do. Like, for the people out there who are tough to crack, but you feel like. They may be your people. Don't stop chasing after them. Don't do it in marriage, like not marriage relationships. Don't do it in dating relationships. If they say they don't want to be with you, you let them go because that's a stalker, right? Like don't do that. (laughs) Don't be a stalker. Don't be chasing something unhealthy and and, and, and like a dynamic that's not going to be sustainable. But if there are people that you know are good people that may be hurting and you're just like, I want to be there for them. Don't stop showing up for them. Don't stop showing up for them. Because they will one day realize and say, that is exactly what I want and what I need and what I'm looking for. Um, and then you guys will have a great friendship and it'll be wonderful. And then you guys give each other nicknames. Each other nicknames. Wow. I love a good nickname.
1: <laughs> I could tell by the way you said. And then you'll give each other nicknames and you looked up and smiled. I don't have a
0: nickname for Hillary, but sometimes Hillary <laughs> does have a nickname for me to she uses at the time and it cracks me
1: up. God, it's, it's fine. Oh, I'm glad that you have community and have found community. Thank brain. you, me too,
0: because listen, for a while I thought it was dicey. I said like, I'm the dialogue. I don't know what this is be. I'm never gonna have friends. I have friends, y'all. You are so dramatic. I know. But also I still go to therapy because those are things I believe on a truth, on the truth level that I'm working through.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm going to therapy on Monday and I'm I, so excited. I'm
0: so excited for you to go to therapy on Monday. Y'all, yeah, it's
1: been five weeks. Yo. Five weeks. <laughs> hard difficult week since I've seen my therapist because my last appointment I kind of forgot last minute so and I will say it's my fault and I will own that it's my fault. and I will say it has been a hard so it has been a
0: long hard five weeks for me because Steph missed her last therapy appointment (laughs) Okay.
1: The, I, I asked her if I could schedule out 3 hours and she said no. The
0: the bullying that I have endured has been next level. Um she wakes up <laughs> most days very punchy.
1: And i was like every day every day this week you're like wow you're in a fiery mood. Like, we're a punchy so today. Aren't we? <laughs> Glad I have a job
0: where I don't always respond to text messages for a day or so because sometimes my feelings be hurt just off a of good morning. Like and she do not even say good morning. She's be like People are stupid. Did you wake up yeah, stupid or smart yeah. today? I don't know how I woke up, <laughs> but I—I I don't know. That's going to take me at least another good morning text. It's going to take me at least another room. eight hours to figure out if I woke up today stupid or dumb. Probably dumb and stupid. We, we all but, know
1: I ain't gonna send you a good morning. Text. But man,
0: I know, but she's been coming out of these gates. So y'all pray for us that we make it. Our friendship makes it through the weekend. Um because <laughs> it's it's out here. It's a struggle bus out here. It's a struggle bus, but.
1: No, nah, but sometimes you, sometimes you deserve it. You're like that word makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> all I said was, all I said was, this video is cute. That's not what that's, you said. That makes me uncomfortable. That's cute. I said, I said, quote, that's no, cute. No, Steph, the text message About says. Video. The text message says,
0: data, D-A-T-A-Q And I thought she said it twice. And I just, the first time I was like, that's odd. I need her not to say that again. The second time I saw it, I was like, I am so uncomfortable. I can't help it. That these two words are next to each other. And that's it. Like, I was so uncomfortable. I had to immediately tell you. (laughs) I was bothered. (laughs) I'm still uncomfortable by it. Okay.
1: But every other time in our life, you see something and you say, yeah, that's not what you meant to say. Let me just correct it in my opinion, I couldn't. I thought... This was the one time you didn't, and I'm like... Because it happened twice. You should know. I don't know how to text when I got named. It happened
0: twice, though, and I was like... So she's intentionally saying this. Oh, my gosh, I'm uncomfortable. She needs to stop. <laughs> she needs to stop this. Like, I'm so uncomfortable. She needs to stop. She's doing this. This cannot be a thing. And so that's why.
1: Those two words together don't even make sense. Listen... They Hence my continued uncomfort, discomfort, okay? Continued discomfort because of that. I am, I am sorry that I make you uncomfortable by saying words. I've come to the conclusion I'm never going to send you a video again that I find adorable.
0: That's not true. You sent me like five today. <laughs> <laughs> like, and that conversation happened yesterday. Anyway, listen, we've got to give a shout out. There is, um, an, a, a, I don't even know what to call him. He edits our podcast there. This man has listened to every episode of our podcast um, and he endures it and he still keeps editing it for us. And so just let to give a shout out to our editor, man, because let me tell you the things that he has to listen to to chop this up, to make it an episode that you all listen to.
1: Whew, Yo, there's some, there's some embarrassing things like so many. he could probably leave in there because... Cause I, I mean, I, you may have listened to it before you upload it. I don't hear I don't it to completed it I until it's been, until it's been uploaded for everybody else to hear. Um, so you know, there's times where it's like, yo, we got pauses. I gotta go pee. There's me. There's like, times of me. Clips there, of me singing. There's times. <laughs> there's people. There's times where she's singing and like, y'all. Brittany is a worship leader. Like. <laughs> if you could see her trying right now, right now. <laughs> if if you know britney and you work with her and you listen to this podcast because i know i know she got some people that listen oh my god y'all need to ask her to just release and let her sing over you because it will just add so much joy to your y'all better day. not say nothing to me <laughs> <laughs> Y'all better walk past me and act like I don't exist.
0: If you listen to this episode, nah, you just say regular, hey, bread." I say, hey, back. That's it. We keep it moving. I definitely did very embarrassingly sing a, like a two, like maybe like a 20 second song that I made up yesterday while I was eating a snack. So I was so happy
1: I was eating a snack. That's what was, I was going to tell them. If you listen to her carefully, you may hear her randomly oh, sing. Um, I was so happy for that today. snack. I was so hungry. <laughs> so just know it will bless your life you will feel closer to god when when you hear britney sing <laughs> maybe one day i'll convince the editor if i ever communicate with him uh, so. <laughs> to just to just leave one of those <laughs> clips in there of well we have scene. we have to do a new
0: intro it's a new new intro for um when we
1: did name. name our podcast yeah. so
0: maybe he can maybe drop a couple of those clips if he still has some of them into it because that would be hysterical <laughs> anyway
1: oh that'll be just want to give a shout Anyways. out to him because let me
0: tell you he does the hard work i love how you show me the time like i'm also not looking at it on my <laughs> desktop right now like i'm looking at the same number you're looking at
1: uh i'm I sorry just, i know <laughs> but
0: he does the hard work of making sure that we sound good especially at the beginning he was giving giving us tips on like how to do the audio and different things like that. So we didn't have a lot of feedback. So, you know, if you, sorry for the episodes that we did record that had a lot of feedback. We, we were growing and we're learning and we're still learning, but um, he does the hard work and we appreciate everything that he does for what it is that we get to do. Um, Cause this is fun for us and it's life-giving and we enjoy it yeah. and we enjoy him continuously allowing us to be clients of his.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> I don't know that I could listen to us talking yeah. at it.
1: So thank you. Thank you editor man that apparently has no name. He does have a name.
0: I just don't know like what like what is the etiquette for that? Like do we say his name? Do we not say his name? I don't want to put him on blast or anything like that. I don't know. So just shout out to you man cuz we we really do appreciate everything that you do for, for our podcast and to make it sound good. Steph now just got distracted because she just saw something happen outside her window. She should never be in front of windows in general, but right now she almost fell off her couch right. just a second ago. We're, we're going we're gonna go to go because she needs to go be nosy. Steph needs to go be nosy so we're going <laughs> to hop off here. Listen, have a great day, weekend, week, whatever you listen to this morning, day, night. Make sure you... What are your plans? Stay hydrated. Be a better person, man. Go out there and love God's people and love yourself well. Peace. Bye.